Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with Wynne Morgan, my co-host. Hi, Wynne. Hello, Kate. Good to see you again. (laughs) It's good to see you. How are you today? I'm well. It is very hot and humid here. Hence the t-shirt, not anything more formal. Very hot and humid. In this office, it is now 84 in this room. Because in the UK, as I've probably repeated myself quite a few times this summer, the summer of 2022, here in the UK, we do not have air conditioning at home. Like no one ever, nothing? Well, ever's a big word, but it's just not the (laughs) one thing because it's not often this hot for this long. Yeah, this is the driest summer since 1935. And it will go down as the hottest year by a long, long way this summer. Yeah. Interesting. Well, today we have a guest on. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Hi, Kate. I'm well, thank you. Hi, Wynn. Hi, good to see you. Lovely to see you both. So, Wendy, we love to ask our guests. We don't love the traditional, you know, I'm going to tell you all about what you've done and, and all of that. We love to put it to our guests and ask, what would you love our listeners to know about you? Wow. Spotlight. I I am just, you know, you know, it's kind of occurring to me as as, it's a funny thing that we, (laughs) you're either going to get the joke or you're not, but like, I'm just average, Kate, just a human. And we say that to our kids a lot. It's it's kind of a funny joke about just a human showing up every day, doing your level best. Um, so that that's kind of making me laugh. That was a conversation that was recent. So um, I I'm a therapist and I'm a coach and I am a learner, a lifelong seeker of letting life unfold. You know, there's something pretty, and I I have a feeling a lot of people won't agree with this, but there's something really cool about average. I love that you see that. (laughs) So I was like, I feel like I'm taking a risk and I'm going to say, I'm going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. I think that we're so programmed and conditioned to be something big, important, bigger, faster, better, stronger in our, in our culture. And it's exhausting. I, I see it absolutely within myself in times that it's exhausted me. I see it in my personal life. And I certainly see it in my professional life of this. We're supposed to be, and we're not being, so this idea of average and content really appeals to me. And maybe it's the midlife thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm turning 50 soon. And 
Um, so many of my peers and friends are, we're all in that same place. And it, it does feel like, what's this second half about? And it's, I feel like that feels like wisdom to me. That average is beautiful. It's quieter and content. That's how I'm seeing it. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I remember if I had a report card at school and my teacher said average, that would be insulting. And now the three of us would say, wait a minute, being just an average person is really cool because it takes all the weight off. I've noticed that for myself, having tried and tried and tried to make myself feel special or put on a guise of being special to then not try that anymore and just to see that I work in exactly the same way as everybody is a heck of a thing. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. It, it's like leveling the playing field between all of us because there's going to be places where you shine where I don't. And there'll be places where I might shine or have something to offer where you might need to hear it. So I don't know, maybe average is the word that I'm playing with, but it's, there's something about, it can be equitable, right? It's, it's a sharing, it's an exchange of lifting each other up. Hmm. I don't have to be bigger or better or no more. I don't have to be the smartest person in the room or prove anything. And I don't have to think that I'm, you know, not good enough either. That doesn't work. Boy, I've been there. That's all, equally as exhausting. Mm. I didn't do well academically uh, in school. It was not, not my thing. I barely graduated high school. I really struggled. Unless it was something I cared about. That was fun. So, you know, I got a, I got a lot of talks too much average social <laughs> all the all those things it just you get used to hearing it enough so wendy um before we started recording yeah. you said there was something showing up for you lately around identity could you speak to that a little bit yeah, um, I touched a, a, just briefly on it about, you know, feeling like I'm kind of going into a new phase in, in, in my life, um, an identity that's shifting. And, you know, I, gosh, as I'm reflecting on it, it's, I'm, I'm really seeing this in kind of even a, a bigger context. You know, certainly I could speak to it about professionally, you know, I'm a therapist. Um, I really love being a therapist and I'm moving more into the coaching world, which is a little bit more expansive and that's an interesting identity. But what's occurring to me is actually in that realm of sort of, of average. Um, you know, I, I was speaking to, I, I, I didn't, uh, thrive academically when I was younger. I had to figure some things out along the way. But a lot of other things came into place um, that didn't make me average. Uh, 
being really tall, uh, the way that I look, how I could perform athletically, um, being a model when I was younger, all these things that made me not average, but ooh, special or a little different. Didn't have anything to do with inside. It was very exterior in a lot of ways. And it was a big part of my identity for a long time. What I'm noticing about being in middle of my life and identity is that who I am on the inside, that's the only space I want to come from anymore. Um, I don't want to play that game. I haven't wanted to for a long time, but the game would be played whether I wanted to or not. But I, I let my hair grow silver during the pandemic. That was a big identity shift. Um, things, I, I know I'm bringing up the physical exterior part of us, but we're at, this is our form. This is this package that we move around in. And it's, it's, I've heard it called the genetic lottery. It's a great Ted talk by this woman. She calls it the genetic lottery. Like you don't, we all have this form just is what it is. But I, you know, I love playing around on the identity of it. Who, who, what is that? Who are we? Who's inside? And it just feels cooler, free <laughs> to be more of, yep, I'm a little average. I'm a lot average a lot of the time. This is who I am. And it just feels more authentic. I feel like relationships have become so much more intimate. Something that I always wanted. We let it all die down in the exterior. Where did I go to school? What do I look like? Where do I live? All that stuff, right? All that stuff. That's not identity. In that space where we can connect and be with one another, hearing one another, lifting each other. I don't know if that's an identity or not. I don't know what that is, but that's where I want to be. Recently, I've spent some time reading and writing a little bit about the self, you know, which sometimes people call it, you know, the identity, our identity, who we think we are. And within the last, um, I don't know, maybe three or four years, I've seen more and more of that, that identity that I thought that I was feel less and less true, I guess is the best way to say it for me. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't found that it's like this huge falling away like some people experience. For me, it's very gradual and... And for me, that's really been a gift because, you know, I get to kind of take all of this stuff that I thought made me who I am. And, and for each little piece, you know, I've heard an author say it gives us a chance to kind of hold it up to the light and see what it's made of. 
and it shows its kind of transient nature when you hold it up to the light. And um, I don't know if it's like this for for people that are in this conversation, but it seems like I've become more interested in who I really am underneath all of that. Yeah. That's what feels really interesting to me. And I was, I was having a conversation with a dear friend and we were talking about someone that I was having an issue with. And she, she said, you know, maybe instead of listening to his words or his actions, you can listen underneath all of that. And I was like, underneath the actions too? (laughs) But there was something that spoke to a truth that is like listening to who that person really is. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? And she said, you know, for me, it's like listening to what's true instead of what's not true. And I said, well, what's that for you? And she said, she said, what's true is what doesn't change. And what's not true is everything else. And I was like, it like, it honestly, it was like one of those moments where I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be thinking about that one for like, you know, and of course it goes into the intellect, which is not where I find any of that answers to that. But it was such a cool thing to to hear and to to feel the truth of it hmm. and not try to figure it out. So I'll be sitting probably with that for a bit. But it's like that space that you're talking about between people hmm. is the space that she is talking about. She's saying, listen to what that person from that space in you and listen to that in them. Mm-hmm. And, and I found that everything that I could come up with about my identity falls in that not true category. Yes. That's beautiful. I love that. There's so much room there. Yeah. Feel spaciousness. You know how when you, like you're saying, when we drop out of this thinking and into that space, when we're with someone, like how we are together now, where you're just, you can feel, you can feel the energy in a room or even across Zoom when there's, there's space for that to all fall away. And you know, when we're, when I'm working with my clients or if I'm in a conversation with a loved one or someone, it's, that can't happen all the time. Life moves fast, right? But it, when that falls away, it's like, oh, there it is. We can really be in that presence. Yeah. 
And that's definitely not in the intellect. Well, yeah. And in, and in my mind, the reason it's not in the intellect is intellect is something temporary. It is something that will cast a shadow on whatever we think right now, which was just what the shadow is right now. So it's what, you know, the, what we think and what we think is absolutely transient. And therefore when we think of the word identity, which is something solid, well, intellect isn't solid. It's just not. So it would be impossible in my mind. Well, darn nigh impossible for the intellect to grasp it because it's it's not in its nature to almost and then again there's the question that i love to get into which is what what you two have been mentioning in the last kind of 10 15 minutes or so is what am i before i think of me not the who because that seems a little bit i don't know constricted again into the my name my age, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the perfect example, Wendy, that you, that you said, hair color. Yeah, totally transient. Mm -hmm. Our name is made up by people who weren't us. And if we've changed our name because we decided to change our name, then we made that up too via the temporary form of a thought in the moment. Then, and, and every part of the form of us and I find this like, this is one of those Kate to your book. The enamel in my teeth apparently is the hardest element in, in, a, in a biological body. And it still is temporary mm. in its form. As, a, as an atomical structure, it's temporary. So even that isn't identifiable. I find that just an extraordinary thing to just ponder. I was talking with a client just last week and we were talking about the horrible nature of Alzheimer's dementia mm. and how scary it must be to look in the mirror and not recognize yourself. That's where the conversation went to on, I think, the second day. Because someone in that person's life um, is going through it right now. And... And as horrible as that is, there's, and I'm not saying anything that's, I'm not undermining anything about that horrible illness. Yet there are times, there's a part of my story that I would love to not remember, not buy into, and look in the mirror and be free of, right now, of all of my past. Now, I do not want to have the lack of memory of the my of my life and yet i'm i know there's a way and kate to what you just said earlier on not just like a huge leap of things but by small degrees where the story of me that i thought was true and fixed and real and my, and my identity falls away subtly when i just see what what the three of us have been pointing at about that so many clients will come in with their preconceived notions about who they are as if you know anxiety is a whole 
separate human that sits right next, like they're like they're like a, like they're twins. <laughs> I'm depressed and anxious and this and that. You know, it, it just makes me think about those labels that we so identify with when because when I love what you said, it made me, yeah, it's sort of like you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anything about the life experience. Man, there's sometimes <laughs> right. It's all part of it though. Hmm. It's absolutely a part of it. And the, the mechanism that I've yet to not fall under the spell of of life experience having no meaning to today. Because it looks to me, because of the, the gift of how thought works in humans, as, as if, or, me, or memory being thought appearing real, as if my past has relevance to how I live today and tomorrow. I made that up. Yeah. That's where we can be free. When we realize that and and adding to that is also if I know what's going to happen in a year from now or five years from now or getting stuck in that future tripping mind trap. And uh, that's, that's been probably the biggest insight for me in the last year is seeing that, that what my past was, and what I think the future is going to look like is it, it's, a, it's such an illusion. It's no bearing on what's happening right now. I have a, I have a little story about, about that. If, if there, if that's okay to share with you all um, about how I really, really saw that. And, and when it hit me big insight, Oh, Wow, this is it. This is this is landing. So last November, um, my son, who was 16 at the time, was in an accident, a car accident. And I, I was at work. Uh, I had a client who was about to come in the door and I had glanced at my phone and I had a text from my husband. And he said, Shay is okay, but he's been in an accident and I'm going to go pick him up. I was totally calm because my husband had said, Shay's fine. And I, and I, you know, had to, I literally had someone coming through the door. So there was nothing to not trust. Halfway through the session, my client had to use the restroom. So, you know, I kind of glanced at my phone to see what had happened. And um, I had a lot of messages on my phone from friends and other people. Oh my God, is everything okay? What can you do? Need anything? I can't, you know, what's happening? And I, I started to get a little nervous. Um, session ended with my client and I, I hustled home and my son, he's a big, tall kid, six foot four, was standing in the living room and I saw him and I felt so relieved to see him. And I went and, you know, hugged him. And now <laughs> my head rests on his chest because he's so tall and, you know, he kind of held me and it was just this moment. And I, I felt myself kind of fall apart a little bit. Um, what had happened was that Shalem was 
entering, uh, he was going out, you know, entering, entering the freeway and merging and he hit a semi and the semi kind of eviscerated the whole side of his car. And in that moment, when I felt myself kind of oh, shaking, starting to cry, I was like, oh my God, you, you could have died. You, I mean, a mother's worst, you, know, <laughs> you were in an accident with a semi on the freeway. You, you know, this is, you could have been, you know, hospital, all these things just falling over me, just feeling sick to my stomach. Like, you know, like the, the images where you have the funeral planned. And as my son was holding me and I'm going through this, like I saw myself, it's like, it just dropped all the way. And I started to laugh. I'm starting to laugh that sort of like uncomfortable crisis, you know, laugh, but I, because I saw he's perfectly fine. There's not a problem here. Yes. He was in an accident and that happened an hour and a half ago, but he's not, there, there's nothing, there's nothing moving forward that has any indication that I have to feel anyway. I could be present in the moment and not worry about what happened in the accident or how Shay was going to be in the future. And so when that just kind of made me think about that story of whatever my identity was in the past or whatever I think it's going to be in the future, I don't know, but what's happening today? I remember you telling me that story a few weeks ago in Calico Cupboard in Lacona when mm -hmm. we had the, you know, the pleasure of meeting you in person mm -hmm. for the first time a few weeks ago. And that really struck me how clear, how clearly you saw how we work where feelings come from. Yeah. And I was impacted by it, and I'm impacted by it now, hearing it for the second time from you. It's a, it's a wonderful reminder of how real what we think can be, can feel, can feel. Yeah. And then that what we feel just looks like it's really happening now. Identity being one of those. Right. Right. Because... I in that moment, it it what it it was so visceral. I mean, physically to feel all that, and then to just simultaneously, it's not real. You're you're holding your son, and it's not a problem. Things really shifted from there, and and you're right. It because I I, I do see how that is tied in identity and, and so many different things that. It's just so much projection that our sweet little minds do running around. What happened in the past? I got to make sure that doesn't happen. I got to protect myself in the future, protect this identity, protect this me, me, me character. But in, in that moment was just grateful beyond that my son was whole and intact and okay. And it was just really seeing that's all I needed to know right then. That has served me a lot in the last eight months. It keeps unfolding 
yeah, what a gift, right? What a gift to have something, (laughs) something, you know, terrible that turned out okay, (laughs) right? And isn't that our past? We could look at our past. That was so terrible. Maybe. (laughs) I love the phrase kind sight instead of hindsight. Because hindsight is, oh my God, you know, what was I thinking? Or kind sight is, what was I learning? Oh, I see that. Yeah. You know, it's made me less afraid when I can see that it just really does unfold. I worry a lot less. So much more present in my life than I was a year ago. You know, Wendy, when we, um, before we started recording, you were talking about um, the newness of coaching, the coaching world for you. Mm-hmm. And you said that you were green in this. And I'm not really sure if that's true. Because you've seen something that the majority of people that you'll ever talk to, they don't realize what you realize now. And that's your gift to now give to others and hold their hand while they get to see their stories and how they create their experience. Thank you for that. Thank you. Because a piece of my identity just fell away when I heard that. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Wim. Thank you, Wim. This has been lovely. Thank you. So this week's guest has been Wendy Bloom. Thanks so much for sharing so openly and so really and so now, nowly being, I don't know if it is a word, but... It is now. Yeah, it, it, it nowly exists. <laughs> Great. Thanks, I've loved, loved being here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Wendy. And um, for anyone who wants to know any more about Wendy, the contact details are available wherever you found today's podcast. Thank you very much for being with us. If you have any ideas for if you want to be a guest or have recommendations for who else you might want or you might think would be great for us to speak with and to share to the world, then please let us know. If you've got any questions that you'd like Kate or I or a guest to talk about, then please let us know our contact details as well are available where you found this podcast and in the outro voiced by the wonderful Kate Roberts in a few moments time. (laughs) Thanks very much, everyone. Take care. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.